Stacy's a good sport is really what's happening right now. <laughs> I was like, me and Anna can be awake at 9 a.m. We can do it. I promise. <laughs> and I was like, Stacy, you want to come? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Escaping Reality. This is Aggie, obviously, and we have a fun special guest with us today while Nick is out. But before we get into that, let me just quickly remind you, you can find us on all our social media platforms. Instagram is at Escaping Reality Pod. Twitter is at ESC Reality Pod. This group of episodes, we are watching the challenge USA on CBS. So if you have thoughts, want to tweet us your thoughts, send us a DM. We want to hear what you're thinking about this season. Today, we are talking about episodes three and four. We're doing this in two episode chunks because that's an easier sort of more digestible way to do this during the summer when we all have lives and we're all trying to work around vacations, etc. So today we're doing the challenge USA episodes three and four. And today we have with us Donnie Hadfield Smith. He's going to tell you guys a little bit about himself. We met him online through this podcast. And then we met him in real life at one of Bryce and Wendell's events for Survivor. And now we just basically gab with him on the internet all day long. So Donnie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your podcast, your experience at the challenge, take it away. I'd love to. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. When you announced me as a special guest, I had to be quiet for those two minutes so that I didn't give away the surprise. But it's me, Donnie Hadfield-Smith. So I also host, a, well, co-host a podcast all about nostalgia, where we recap uh, movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. But Really, we just talk about ourselves during those times. I tell a lot of my like sex stories or church stories, sometimes all in the same. And that podcast is called I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. And as far as my relationship with The Challenge, I watched it before it was even called The Challenge, like Real World Road Rules Challenge. They were my peak years. And then I fell off for a little bit because I was like in college, living life, all of that stuff. And then I dabbled in it during quarantine. I went back and watched some old seasons like War of the Worlds. I got into the, what's her name? Cara Maria? Maria Cara. Cara Maria? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cara Maria. I got into like those seasons. Once the Big Brother cast members started changing, that's, or started joining, that's when I started watching some of those seasons. And then I feel like the players that were on before the Big Brother time, like Cara Maria, etc., they left. So Mm -hmm. now it's just a lot of Big Brother people like Josh and Casey. So I'm like, I don't know if I need to see this, but I'm loving this (laughs) season of the Challenge USA. (laughs) We agree. We really love the Challenge USA. I love that you said, after you said Josh is there, you're like, nah, I don't know if I need to see this. That's, to be honest, Donnie, that's basically how I feel about the current challenge as well. I'm like, yeah. ooh, it's too much screen time for Josh. Like, I I, I don't need to really be here. Josh. <laughs> like, really. I hate him. I, okay. <laughs> hate is such a strong word. I don't really hate anyone. I just find him too much for the screen. I'm like, I don't think I could actually sit through your season of Big Brother because I would I would die. Like, I'd be like, I can't listen to him talk. See, now he was a victim. A lot of people didn't like him his season as well, but he was a victim of bullying his season of Big Brother. So, like, it almost made me like him just because I was rooting oh. for the underdog. And then when I saw him, then I was like, I understand why they bullied you. <laughs> um, screaming. But also, like, kind of also, Donnie, you watch Drag Race, Yes. I don't. 
I'm a terrible Donnie. gay. A terrible gay. I don't okay. watch Drag Race. Oh, Donnie. Okay, so this reference is like lost on you then, but he is Candy Muse. But I'm not- familiar with Candy Muse. Candy Muse played um Cindy Brady in that terrible Brady Bunch movie thing okay. they did. And <laughs> that was all I needed to see. <laughs> you get it. But uh-huh. Josh is Candy Muse and I can't unsee it. And it's actually so distracting. I'm like, I, I can't see anything else. Okay, so now that you guys understand where Donnie's coming from, you can tell this is going to be so fun. We're going to have so much fun talking about these two episodes. So, Donnie, if you're unfamiliar, we kind of have like a little bit of a structure. It's loose, (laughs) but we have a structure. And so we start with just our like initial thoughts so that everybody gets a chance to just kind of talk about how they felt about these two episodes and where they are with where we're at in the show. And then we'll kind of actually recap it and then do some segments at the end. So Johnny, since you're a special guest, we're going to let you share your thoughts first. You can obviously, since you also have watched episodes one and two, and we've already talked about them, feel free to add in any thoughts that you have about episodes one and two, and then tell us sort of where you're at, how you're feeling about this season, these two episodes in the narrative of the whole, whatever you feel, you got the floor. So I saw, and I won't spoil anything like coming up, obviously, but I saw a long, long, long time ago on Twitter, like spoilers of who went home in what order. So I did know that like the first couple episodes were very like black people going home heavy. And I felt going into the season, it was like anti the cookout. Everything the cookout just did on Big Brother last season tricked (laughs) you. I hope you didn't like it. This is what the challenge is here to like, white people are still in charge. So I went into the season already like angry. And then I didn't, a lot of the white people on it are not even white people I'm rooting for. So like Sarah on Survivor, I don't care. I don't need her to win. Things like that. So, so, so going into the season, I had a chip on my shoulder, but it is not as well. I don't, I have to stop myself there. I was going to say it's not as attack the cookout as I thought, but that's all Alyssa and Derek X are doing. So I think that's exactly what the plan is. And watching those two, and I know we'll get into like specifics later, but watching those two drives me crazy. I have to grab my sofa because I'm so angry watching them. And then if watching them just like playing and strategizing wasn't bad enough for me, then when Derek X played that trivia game and said he doesn't know any Catwoman ever in any Batman movie. I was like, oh God, there is a reason I hate you. And this is it. This is it. We figured it out. I just thought that was wild. I was like, uh, really? Not a, not a one? Work. (laughs) Work. Stacey, I'll let you go next. I liked them because I just feel like it was it was getting more into the drama. You know, at first they started just with their original shows, but I feel like, especially with Tyson being a clear front runner, now other people want to talk to him. I mean, they're all like coming to him with before making decisions. <laughs> and that's just so mm-hmm. interesting to me because I'm just like, yes, he's very good at competitions, but he's like, no offense, Tyson, but he's like a little older and like not that relevant to the rest of them so that has been interesting to me I mean overall I'm just still enjoying um the challenges themselves are pretty interesting I know we're gonna talk about trivia because I know Nick and Aggie love trivia um it's my favorite thing ever well and TJ loves trivia it's very clear (laughs) so it is everything to me 
the way TJ loves trivia. This will be for my vibe checks. So I'll save it. But all in all, I think this was these were two good episodes, just building more. And I'm just ready to see like who's going to be in the like I'm ready to get towards the end to just see who's mm. going to be in the final and go from there. So those are my thoughts. Yes, I agree. I think overall this season, I agree with you, Donnie. It's giving white fragility, even though some of the people are not are not mm-hmm. white. Yeah. It's just giving like we have to get them back for this thing. And I'm like, that's yeah. frustrating to me. And it was annoying to me. I will say like Derek, for some reason, doesn't bother me as much. And that maybe says more about me than it does about the situation. I'm like, maybe I just find him hot. So I'm giving him a pass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, I was so frustrated because I was like, you know, also like you're attacking your own, like what you guys are calling an alliance. So that seems it just it doesn't seem like a good plan. You guys had the most and like, yeah, more Love Islanders have gone home. But like, if you guys keep doing this, Big Brother, you're going to end up with not enough people to actually like keep you all in the game. But like, again, do whatever you want. But Stacey, I agree. I think the most interesting thing is that everyone's telling Tyson everything yeah and the best part i will talk about this a little bit later but i loved that he was like sure if you want to get blood on your hands and put xavier in a sure because they were like (laughs) what do you think about this and he was like oh yeah it's a big move you should do it and i was like they have to know he's fucking with them and they were like okay we will i was like (laughs) i was like no no he's fucking with like of course he's gonna let you do that everyone's gonna be mad at you Anyone who was close to the Xavier or had an alliance with Xavier is going to be like, what the hell? You just got all of Survivor mad at you because you sent Shan home. Because even if they don't love Shan, they wanted her there for numbers. Of course Tyson's going to tell you to do that. Then he doesn't yeah. have to. I was like, he's the only one who... I think maybe him being older is actually helping him, Stacey. Because he's like... Mm. And playing he's like, like oh. how many seasons, too? Observe. I mean, playing so many yeah, seasons. What, he played four? Four? Yeah. yeah. So Three? Four. No. He oh my god. Four, yeah. Token Token chains, and then his winning season, Blood versus Water, and Winners at War. What was the other one? I feel it like he did a fourth one. Yeah, I can't, I'll have to look it up. In Why a do second. I feel crazy? Yeah, we'll have to look it up in a second. We can. But he's done a lot of Survivor, and now you're feeding him, so like he can actually use his full brain capacity. Like he's just he's gonna be good at this, and the fact that they all just like he just has them all wrapped around his finger. I'm like, maybe this will end, but I. I just don't think so. I think he's just going to be able to convince them, like, no, this is what we should do. I was just going to say, it's heroes versus villains. That's the other one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. And not only are they feeding him, but they're also breaking, like, actively breaking down their alliance, and not just in a numbers game way, but, like, I forget who said it, but people were talking about the Big Brother people, and they're like, yeah, Big Brother people can't be trusted. They're snakes. Just That's just mm-hmm. what they do. And you are proving that point by sending home your own (laughs) yes exactly the way it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy and you're like do you not see though what what you're doing no so anna here you are thanks for getting on hope your ride was fab was i gonna say we just all did our initial thoughts so with no context we're just gonna have you tell yours and we'll see if it's related or you just saw something completely different in episodes three and four than the three of us none of us are gonna say anything you get nothing i am so glad to not know what anyone else said um this is great (laughs) i'm not gonna lie also welcome donnie Hello. Thank you. Thank you. It's great we're, to be here. We're so happy to have you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking on the ride over that I am still quite distracted as a challenge newbie just like by the general content of what we have going on. 
So I'm still not really focusing on the specifics of like the strategy yet, but I'm still very much impressed by like the challenges themselves. <laughs> and that's kind of taking up a lot of my headspace as I'm watching of like, why can't we do this on Survivor? Trivia and then you fall? Incredible. Like I have never seen this on these shows. I don't know if it's something they do all the time. I know Aggie, you texted being like, it's trivia this week. And I was like, whoa, what are we in for? So I'm still pretty caught up in that. Uh, which I'm having a great time with it. And also the fact that some of my favorite Survivor players are in street clothes, I find incredibly <laughs> distracting and enjoyable, but distracting. So <laughs> those were my main takeaways this week. Anna, can you please elaborate on what you mean by distracting? <laughs> like, I'm just like, <sighs> it's hard for me to put the pieces together that these people are who they are because I'm just not used to seeing them in this environment. As, oh, like, regular do you mean people. like when Desi comes in her confessional and she's the most beautiful person you've ever just seen? Kidding, and like, she's I wearing, don't remember like, you. And you're like, I'm sorry, stop. What is happening? Like, you were pretty in the, you were pretty no food in the woods. And now here we are and you're just absolutely stunning. Yeah, even then, I was like, who's this man? Yeah, it's crazy that people look different when they're allowed to eat and their hair's not falling out. (laughs) Yeah, or like they are allowed to pick their clothes. Yeah. Because we all know from Lauren Ashley Beck that their outfit is picked for them and then they have to wear it every day for 39 days. So Mm. the vibe's right. So, okay, I just wanted wanted to clarify. I was like, oh, Anna, do you find someone more attractive? That's kind of what I thought you were hinting at. I mean, like fully, but all of them. Like the answer is yes. All of them. Danny. Goodness. <laughs> Honestly, the Love Island crew, because like when they were on the show, they're just like walking around in their underpants, which <laughs> is nice. But it's nice to see them as like humans. Do you know what oh, I mean? Says you. I think Cinco should be in his underpants. This whole <laughs> challenge. Cinco has not had his shirt off enough. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like I've seen him because I didn't watch his season of Love Island. So I don't know him walking around in his underpants. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that's like. But he's you see him like at the gym and I'm like, thank you. Um, please do that more. And he's just and then he's just sitting around in like full long sleeves. Like you at least show me the biceps. Cinco. Please. Yeah, I don't Cinco. watch Love Island, but I do have a separate Instagram account where I only follow hot shirtless men. And somehow I just stumbled upon him, like not even knowing him on a celebrity level. And I was following him. So then after the challenge, when I was like, oh, he's hot. I need to follow him. Turns out I already was. <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing more on brand than that. <laughs> For like who yeah, he right. is and what he's about. Yeah. <laughs> Feels right. I thought you meant my brand, but his brand is also. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's Donnie's brand. <laughs> to just like following Cinco. <laughs> I think it's both. Yeah, when I think you're it's right, you're brand right. For both. I said what I said. I'm like really, really smart and funny, even at 9:30 in the morning. Okay, so we're gonna jump into like a quick recap of episode three. I'm gonna just kind of gloss over what happened and quickly sort of remind people because now it's been two episodes since you saw that. Um, sort of remind you what's going on. And then we can just kind of go from there and talk about what stood out to you, how you felt about certain things. So obviously we're getting our new partners via TJ's algorithm, which I think brings TJ more joy than anything other, like it's trivia and then it's the algorithm. He loves watching their faces. Then there seems to be this conversation between Shan and Derek about staying survivor or big brother strong, which I would in a second love to hear if you guys think that's actually going to last. I feel like Stacey, you started to touch on it earlier. There's just a little conversation about that and then we go into our challenge which 
I'm going to try and concisely explain this challenge, but I, I don't think you can. You had to run back and forth across the parking lot to collect stairs and then make a staircase. And it was very Survivor-esque in that it was like a puzzle to put the staircase together. Then once you got up the stairs, someone had to hold a pole and balance on a perch, to use Survivor words, while the other person basically played Wheel of Fortune. But if they got it wrong, <laughs> they had to put weight on the person's thing that they were holding did i did i do it i think that, yeah. that that's it and then you get dq'd if you like drop and it, it, it was chaos and then you just keep playing and everyone had different words which i kind of loved so and i feel like that's where you're coming from too with like challenges you're like mm, survivor could do this then they're sitting there i don't remember who won that was probably important kyland and angela oh right because we're in the kyland mm. era of this show which we'll talk about and then basically angela's like i want to run the final with the strongest people which i've never heard that before mm. Just kidding. That's the challenge strategy always. And then they go into an elimination. It's James and Tasha because they got disqualified, which ugh, heartbreak because I love Tasha. And then Dom and Cache is who they decide to throw in. And then one partner releases blocks underwater. The other partner has to then make a tower with those blocks while the water is just gushing out of the thing. And like if you if the water drops before you're, you make your tower, you're eliminated just on like from the jump. Okay, that was a lot of information. In the end, Dom and Cache, by the skin of their teeth, are not eliminated. And James and Tasha, much to my deep regret, go home. I know that was a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. So does anyone have like somewhere where they absolutely want to start and are like, hey, like we got to talk about this for episode three? For that first challenge, I... It's my life dream to go on Big Brother or Survivor to a lesser extent. I don't think I could handle it, so I'd be first out. But my life dream to go on that and then the challenge and then just be set for life doing that. But that first challenge, like, I would be done just doing the stair part. Like, I do not – that didn't need to be two challenges. Just the steps up was enough. I would have been out of – I would have been crawling up those steps. So the fact that not one person – there are a couple older people. Like, Dom – yeah. I think is older and looks like he doesn't go to the gym every day. So for him to be just as great as everybody else, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess not just as great because he was in the in the final challenge, but it is crazy that they really can all hold their own to me. I would say too, the Love Island people are kind of showing up in some of these like endurance challenges yes. where like they're holding on to, you know, weight on their shoulders or they're running back and forth I was pretty impressed with some of them some of them not so much but again I don't know I I struggle with the Love Island people on this show not because they're not good television because they are I just think sometimes they're outmatched in terms of what they're being asked to do because they're like mm. we didn't have to do this they're like you want me to like do activities Mm. I think with the Love Island crew, it's like they're they're all fit to a certain extent, but they're fit to be hot, not to mm -hmm. be fit. At least that's what it looks like from the outside. And like when you watch Love Island and they're like at the gym area, you're like, they're not they're not training. Yeah. They're working out. And I think that's the difference is a lot of the other like shows that have challenges mm -hmm. um, more than Love Island. I think those people are used to like training for that specific type of activity whereas i think the love island people are more fit than we give them credit for just in a different way yes but not in that way yes but not in yeah. that way because on all the other like on the regular seasons of the challenge the big brother people are always like the butt of the joke and they're like haha you lived in a house for three months this is nothing but now i feel like 
<laughs> adding Love Island people to it bumps the Big Brother's credentials up a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> having um, Amazing Race. Like, I feel like the Amazing Racers are not known for yeah. being like athletic necessarily. Although they do have to run to catch a lot of flights and stuff. <laughs> so. yeah. They probably run more than any other show, honestly. <laughs> which is why I Why do you think they were so good at the Soul Cycle Challenge, which is oh, what yeah. I'm calling the Episode 2 Challenge. <laughs> that's what it was. I was like, oh, because that's what they do. Like, they're just regular people who work out, yeah. like, normal. I also think the Amazing Race crew, those people are fearless. Like, yeah, they're eating bugs or whatever, but, like, they're up for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're like, I was running around the globe doing whatever it took to get me to this point. And I think that's the difference is, like, the Big Brother kids, especially in the current seasons of the challenge, it's like, but you guys just sat in a house. And, like, yeah, you had challenges, but, like, not really. Whereas, like, in The Amazing Race, they are running around doing things. They have to be, like, MacGyver-esque sometimes. They have to, like, solve problems. Like, and they just throw themselves into it regardless, which is a little bit different than that scenario. I was talking to Wendell. I was talking to Wendell. Um, we love Wendell. We stand Wendell in this Wendell. podcast. Wendell and I asked him today. if he watches Big Brother because it premiered the same night as the challenge. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the challenge. And I was like, did you watch Big Brother? He was like, I started to. But then one, when one of the competitions was, they had to hang earrings off their mouth. He was like, I just figured this really isn't a show for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Wendell's an iPhone. The shame <laughs> Wendell. <laughs> oh, man, that's too good. Wendell, that is iconic. Uh, we love Wendell, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Is you're like that's when you compare it to like yeah the five hours of those people holding the thing in Survivor, right. just like waiting for death to take them, basically mm-hmm. hanging earrings on your bottom lip yeah. just doesn't have the same doesn't have the same weight. But again, no. you went on TV, you got cast, and you get to do this now. So like, who am I to judge? Sitting in my <laughs> Sitting in my tiny New York City apartment. It's fine. I'm, I'm not here to judge you. Anything else of note? I think for me, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on do we think this Survivor Strong, Big Brother Strong thing is really going to pan out? I know in episode four, which we'll get to, we start to see some cracks there. But do you think this is actually going to work out? Do you guys think they're going to hold to this? I don't, as I was saying before. I mean, I just feel like, yeah, even in episode three, I feel like what we saw of Shan... She, what we've seen of her so far she's been like kind of just the gossiper and that's never mm-hmm. I feel like that's never like a a sturdy place to be I guess like I don't know like just what I've seen from all their side conversations it seems like there are some clicks of each like show but I don't feel like the entire cast of each show is really gonna stay together and then they keep bringing up you know the drama of their previous really it's big brother bringing up their drama (laughs) like survivor hasn't said too much and i'm just like i don't know if the producers just were like can you tell us that story one more time like just can you repeat that same thing like one more time or if they actually really care about it that much but it leads me to believe they cannot stay strong basically i think the survivor one could Mm -hmm. just because of they're all strong players, so like they might just make it to the end by coincidence. But Big Brother, I think Alyssa taking out X, I think that shows where she stands. So now Kyland and Aza see that her target was the cookout and she doesn't trust the cookout and she wants revenge on the cookout. So that's already two people that kind of like see she has a target on their back. I just think 
I mean, shows alliances, prior alliances aside, it's so rare that what people say they're going to stick to in episode one ever pans out. Like, we've seen it maybe twice. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen on principle. On principle. And that's on period. I will say, now that you guys are talking about Big Brother and Survivor and potentially the difference of why Survivor could, I'm now thinking they cast basically the entire cast of Big Brother 23. And I think Shan and Danny are the only two survivors who were on the same season. So you don't they don't necessarily have baggage. Oh, Ben and Desi were on the same season, but Desi went out way earlier than Ben. And then the winners. Tyson, Sarah, and Ben were all on Winners at War, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but like, did that really know. count? That was them fucking around. No. Let's be honest. Winners at War was them they being like, <laughs> they were like, you know what would be fun if we put everybody's favorite people all on the same island, and they all already got a million dollars, so they can just fuck around and do whatever they want. And they're you know already I mean? friends. <laughs> yeah, they're already friends. They literally don't forget the poker alliance. Like they're already friends. You know what I mean? Like they're going to do whatever they want. So I feel like maybe that could work to their advantage in that they don't necessarily have beef. I have not even seen Big Brother 23. And I'm like, okay, there's some there's some stuff to unpack here, fam. Should we all go to group therapy? Right. Because it was so fresh as well. Like not only were they all on one season, they were all on one season less than a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a great segue to episode four, because that's really all this is. Episode four is, would you like to relive Big Brother 23? And I'm like, I I would like to live it for the first time. I haven't had a chance to watch it, even though Stacey has really highly recommended it and it is on my list. So I will watch because Stacey recommended it and I trust her. But yeah, so that just leads us into, so we lose James and Tasha, which more for me was a loss because of Tasha. James was a recent addition to like the joy in my life. But Tasha just did not get to show herself. And it was very disappointing. That's all I'll say on that. But I was like, oh, what a loss. What a loss for America. So then we have TJ come in. He's like, the algorithm, here it is. I'm going to get you some new partners. And just a quick side note, I'm going to start paying attention. It seems like the editors are being pretty obvious about who's important. Because during the algorithm conversation, they talked about three sets of people and everybody else, TJ just announces their partner. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if they're going to be helpful or important to the narrative of the episode. Oh, spoiler alert. They are anyway. <laughs> so just in case you're wondering, they talked to Shannon, Xavier and Alyssa and Kylan. And then I think they talked to, uh, hold on. I wrote it down. Cause I was interested. And then they talked to Desi and Leo purely for the conversation about cats and Desi to drag Leo to filth. And I was like, work. <laughs> That made me giggle so much. Anyway, I'm now fully gone off topic. All right. So there's a lot of big brother talk and just like, hey, this is how we're feeling post the cookout. I put here, Donnie, I know you have thoughts. So we'll putting a pin in this to come back to it. But basically the strategy of this episode is, is big brother going to betray big brother? Are the people who were outside of the cookout alliance going to try and take out the cookout alliance now, even though we're in a different game and they're not playing like the cookout alliance is not playing as if they're the cookout alliance, but we still have some beef. So we're going to go back to it. So after having a few discussions about that, we get the greatest thing in the history of the challenge, which is when TJ watches people fall and giggles like a child. He calls it trivia, but it's really just for TJ to have a ball. But yeah, the concept is simple. TJ asks trivia questions. If you get it wrong, he drops you with no warning and then giggles about it until you've been taken off. There was a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. First out in the losers went to the elimination. The one who never dropped in the winner's were the winners. So Kyland and Alyssa 
This is now, again, it's the Kyland era. Kyland and Alyssa were the winners. And they basically talk to everybody. They want to make this move on Xavier. And Tyson and Angela basically are like, yeah, you should do that. You should do that. And then to the camera, they're like, those two want to put that much blood on their own hands? Have at it. I will gladly tell them what to do. And then David and Justine were the ones who lost trivia. (laughs) Pour one out for the Love Islanders and their lack of trivia knowledge. David, yeah. though, was Big Brother, yeah. right? His Big Brother. Da- I just have to say, David, like, I don't think anyone knows who he is. Because I think he was the first one out on his season, I think. He was the first one out. And then for whatever reason, they put him on All Stars too. Yeah, yeah, that's where I yeah. saw All Stars, yeah. So. It makes no sense. <laughs> okay, because I wrote in my notes, David has had no impact on this game. Who is this person? And the way other people talk about him, I'm like, do they know no. him? Like, where is he from? I that think makes he goes sense. to those, like, parties that uh. different reality stars have for, like, premieres and finales and stuff. I think David gets his hands on any invitation he can. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So David and Justine were in the elimination by nature of not knowing trivia. And then the only other team that was potentially on the chopping block was I think Shannon and Cinco because they were a Love Island pair. But then shocking everyone except the viewer, they threw in Shannon and Xavier. The challenge they had to do was simple in concept. It was you had to break your glass one at a time, alternating glass because TJ's psycho. Otherwise you get a 10 second penalty or a five second penalty or something for every glass that you break that's the wrong one or that belongs to someone else or to belongs to your partner you go through this little tunnel you get puzzle pieces you bring them back and then if you have a time penalty you have to wait spoiler alert the time penalty really worked against shannon xavier and david and justine in a resounding confusing outcome david and justine are the ones who come up with the win and shannon xavier are eliminated which that's one of our rapid fire what do we think is gonna how do we think that's gonna affect the game going forward but what are we thinking? I'll come back to the one I put a pin in. I know uh, Stacy and Donnie, you guys have both seen Big Brother this season, but I would love to hear your thoughts on just this situation in general. I don't know if I have a ton, but I just, I mean, I have told the other co-hosts how much I loved that. I don't watch Big Brother like regularly, but I saw this past one. I actually started it because people were saying this is like a historic season, basically. And then I watched it all and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like crying every episode. Like, so just to see like something that was so meaningful now become like, for lack of a better word, like ammunition for this whole drama. And just, and because the thing is, from what I could tell on that season of Big Brother, I'm not going to like spoil too much, Aggie, but it seemed like the people who were voted out, like the non-black players, it seemed like they understood at the end or they were like, we get it. It's like bigger than us. But now to bring it back, it's like, so it was just bigger than us, like for, you know, a short amount of time. But now it's like, it's, I mean, if you want to get really deep into it, it's kind of like, okay, we'll let the black people have this, this one time, but like now it's back to us. And I'm just like, that's not, that's not a good look. Yeah, I I don't know how to say this. I might be canceled. If I am, I am. It is odd to me that the two people that are taking the cookout the most personally are the two, like everybody in that house was played by the cookout. That was how they played the game. The two people that are affected the most are the two that were not white. So Alyssa and Derek X are really taking the cookout personally. And I think it is because 
they felt they should be included as well. Like, let's all trick the white people. And because they were not included, they're taking it very personally. And I even picked up on that after Big Brother 23 in like their exit interviews and the way they talked about it online. Tiffany was voted America's favorite player that season. And Derek X in his Instagram bio says, America's second favorite player. Like, no, just let Tiffany have this, please. And I just get little things from that. Even I came with Alyssa's most recent Twitter post. She (laughs) talked about Xavier's exit interview from the challenge. And she said, imagine being so salty about getting eliminated from a competition show that you chose to use your exit interviews to bash women's intelligence. I can't relate. I'd explain my thought process during my exit interviews, but I don't have any scheduled this early. Like, I I just feel like she's thriving on drama. And when Shan said Kylan is insufferable and Alyssa is a little weasel, I put it in my notes immediately. I was like, this is, that is like my thesis statement of the Challenge USA. Wow. Oh, wow. I, there's so much to unpack in that tweet. I, I don't know if we have the time and the space to do it. I, Donnie has to get off at some point. Donnie has to go. Donnie has other things to do today. Stacey has a baby shower later. Like we we have things to do, but there's a lot to unpack in that tweet. I mean, the irony of that is like, didn't you use your exit from the show as the right. whole reason to get right. ahead in this game? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hot, meet the kettle. You did it. Well done. To me, so again, I I have no context on this, but yes, I did notice that it was the two other the two other people of color. And I, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't, I don't, again, I don't have any context from big brother 23. I don't know sort of what went down. It gave to me though, like it was very frustrating to me because I was just like, if you want to play this game this way, fine. But I think you're going to find that at the end, that just kind of, it hurts Mm -hmm. you long-term in this one. I was like, what is your goal here? Is your goal to get quote unquote revenge on the cookout alliance, which let's just like think about that from like a, a global perspective here, guys. You're getting revenge on a group of black Americans who have already been mistreated by our country significantly. I'm not saying other people of color have not had struggles, but we went through everything we went through in the last two years to like do any attempt at anti-racist work. And you're going to use this as your plot. I just, it feels, it feels bad. It feels wrong. I maybe, maybe, maybe not to you because you were personally wronged by this, but like systemically black people have been wronged forever. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, it doesn't feel like the right choice, but I, I was not personally wronged by them. So maybe there's like a perspective there that is more nuanced, but I just, it feels messy. And I'm confused because I think most of them are like friends now. I mean, I see them on Instagram, like mm-hmm. hanging out. So I'm just, I don't, that's why I still kind of wonder, like, are the producers just for like, I mean, you can't like force someone, but you can keep asking the same yeah. questions. And I'm like, is that? You can ask the mm-hmm. same questions up front, like, in your first thing uh-huh. and then sprinkle it over the yeah. whole season with editing. Like, And then also I know that this is more tournament style. So like challenge USA will then have like challenge Turkey to challenge whatever Germany. And though I'll go tournament style to the final challenge Peacock or whatever it's called Paramount plus. <laughs> but I do wonder if, uh, if it's like Alyssa's mindset 
knowing how the challenge has worked in the past, just like the general challenge. Like if I make it clear that X is my number one enemy, then this like cements our place in this game for seasons to come. Yeah. Challenge yeah. rivals four. Mm-hmm. It's right, going to be right, X and Elizabeth yeah. paired together. Honestly, I can't <laughs> wait. Honestly, maybe it'll actually yeah. repair their relationship. Cause always what happens in challenge rivals is you put them together and then by the end, they're like, actually, yeah, yeah. why were we ever rivals? We should have been friends yeah. and working together the whole time. I hear that, Donnie. I think that's an interesting point. She maybe is working that a little bit, but I don't know. I It just was Absolutely. giving an icky feeling. As as I'm listening to her talk, I was just like, is this right. the hill you want to die on? even if you truly believe that you cannot trust members of the cookout, I feel like there were ways to handle that without without doing it the way she did. Like she could have went to other people of color if she wanted to, or just other people and said like the cookout, I am afraid they'll turn on us again. We need an alliance that's bigger than them so that we have the numbers here. But like, that's not what happened. She went in and said, I want them gone. Yeah. yeah, I I think it was just the way of, she went about it more than anything else. It was the feeling I had while mm-hmm. she was talking during her interviews. It wasn't the idea that you need right. to get people out. That's the whole point of these games, right? At some point, mm-hmm. you have to get everybody out. That's the same in Big Brother. It's the same in Survivor. It's the same in the challenge. Because the way you get people yeah. out is backstabbing and blindsiding other people. Like in The Amazing Race, mm-hmm. you just are first to get there. So they're kind of like, they're doing their own thing. In Love Island, like... <laughs> I don't understand how you win. Stacey and Anna tried to explain it to me and I still don't really get it. But like, that's okay. But like, there's no, there's no backstabbing to do that. Like there's no, oh, I'm going to personally target that one person. In Big Brother and Survivor, that's literally the whole gameplay. And then they bring that into the challenge because that is part of the challenge, right? We're sending people into elimination. So you are going to have to backstab or whatever. And so I think because of that nature of it, you have to have alliances. You have to do some of that. But it just, the way she was talking about it, I was like, this ain't it, fam. I don't love this. Yeah. This this ain't it. I will also, we got to talk about the elimination, mainly because I just really, the way the episode was edited, I really didn't think David and Justine were yeah. going to win. <laughs> I don't know if that's just because like all of the interviews that David ever gives are like a little derpy. So you're like, there's no way he's going to be able to solve a puzzle. Like I, it, it, it's not his fault. I was just like, you were edited kind of dumb and it became this whole thing. And there was so much hype that I was like, Shannon X are absolutely coming back because it's going to truly fuck up this game. And then they lost. I don't I don't know. It was wild. I was like, the editing on this is a little bit in. I don't know. I was just I was shook to my core that they actually went it's, home. I was like, it's an excellent lesson in um, hubris which I always love. And I feel like I, I didn't watch Big Brother, as you know, but knowing how Shan played her season of Survivor, the power got to her head. And I think this was a perfect example of, no, I'm just going to knock them all out because we're good enough to be able to lose that time. And that's, you ju- you're just not. Yeah. You flew too close to the sun and you should have just played a little bit more by the rules. Uh, maybe that's me as a rule follower. <laughs> But kind of love to see it happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do know X is a puzzle master. So I think between that and who they were paired up against, I understand why they thought a 50 second time penalty wouldn't hurt them. But it did. But I think what you were saying, Aggie, from an editing perspective, I think that they knew that they did lose all this good plot and footage 
with X being the one to go, that they were forced to like edit this as thrilling as possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Because because yeah. they're like X isn't here anymore, right, so we exactly. can't use any footage of him mm-hmm. after this episode. But I re- I really I thought know. they were coming back. They yeah. got me. I was I was like, wow, Shannon X are gonna get back in there and fuck shit up. And then they went home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Okay, before we get into like our sort of last segments, we only have a few. I, we just do need to discuss trivia. Anna, it was your first, it was your first moment of trivia. You seemed gleeful about it in your initial thoughts. So I'm going to give you the floor first. Just a little context. Normally the trivia is related to the shows they've been on. Oh. So for example, in past seasons of the challenge, TJ would be like, name the first 10 seasons of the challenge. And there would be people who had been on them and couldn't name them and would get flung off the thing because oh, TJ was like, that. you that were on it. And he was like, I don't know what it was called. And he would be like, you're out. Um, so this, I actually liked this where it was trivia about just random nonsense. I kind of liked that better because it really, it evened the playing field a little bit. But Anna, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the floor. Tell us about trivia. What are you thinking? How did you feel? So you were talking about how in previous seasons, they like the trivia was based on whatever show they came from or whatever season of the challenge they were on. That would have been fun. That would have been cute. I would have liked that, especially because it would have had crossover from show to show. And then you'd be like, does Tyson know about the amazing race? Probably Mm. not. But the trivia that we got was not what I was expecting. I don't know if I would call that trivia. Like I would have called it something else, even though technically it was trivia, but it was like, like I was thinking like Jeopardy trivia like more intense, specific questions, not like name every state that starts with an N. But even though that was what I was expecting, I preferred what it was. Um, It was much more fun. I'm terrible on the spot. So I was like playing along with them and being like, Nebraska, I don't know. So yeah, I, I, it was not what I was expecting, but I loved it. Um, I did not enjoy watching them fall. That was a terrifying um, inclusion part of it. But yeah, it's like I said at the beginning, I'm still very much getting used to the makeup of the challenges and I find it incredibly fascinating. And I, I just, I can't wait to keep watching. It's a perfect challenge. On this hill, I will die. I Do they always fall so off of something? Is there like some kind of punishment? Yikes. Sometimes they're flung into the air, like on that, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My nightmare. A personal favorite is I think it's Battle of the X's one, which is a great season of the challenge. If you watch no other season of the challenge, watch Battle of the X's one. Maybe it's two. Now I'm now I'm stressed. It's the one where DM <laughs> and CT are together. It's the one where DM and CT are together and oh wow, what a treat. But they're on these like planks and when they get it wrong, TJ just flung them into the water. Like it was <laughs> I'm so stressed. <laughs> Anissa like hurt herself and TJ is cackling. He's like, <laughs> he got like, way he's too like... much joy out of it. And I'm sure we'll vibe check him um, very soon. But like, I'm st- again, I'm still not used to him. So to me, he's just like a weird kind of quiet guy. <laughs> <being> like, <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm not used to it. It's... No, and I am used to him. And that's still, that's how still I what feel. he is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm glad I got it's it right. wild. It's wild. But his glee at watching people fall, forgetting something wrong. And he I'm like, TJ, I think is it Kylan who calls him out on it? Again, this is not the vibe check, but Kylan's like, Yeah, I'm sure it is pretty funny to be sitting over there where there's no where there's no 
stakes for you. I think what it is is it seems like it's so funny for like 2005. Mm. You know, like, ha ha ha, you got the question wrong. We're going to like hurt you MTV in the early 2000s. And like, it just doesn't really land the same way that it does that it did now. That's my take. I agree. Yeah, it's it's wild. But it's also hilarious. Like it doesn't land, <laughs> but it does. But it it does. It scratches an itch that I like get nowhere else. It is just <laughs> this. It is this one thing and it I never not find it funny. The only time it wasn't funny, I think it's family, whatever, family ties. Or there was a season where it was like people who were related and it wasn't called Blood versus Water. It was called something else. But that season, they're like in inner tubes hanging from something. And TJ lets a little bit of air out when they get it wrong the first time. (laughs) And then lets all the air out when they get it wrong a second time. And it's just really anticlimactic. Like it is not Mm. a funny fall because the inner tube is like, half deflated it's not funny i was like it would have been funny in thought like in theory but it it totally failed and tj you could tell tj was disappointed he was like this wasn't (laughs) this wasn't what i wanted anyway okay so we only have a few segments left we're trying to get donnie out here out of here on time because we're professionals so basically we're just gonna do we will vibe check tj honestly i think i'm gonna put that first because we're already there we're already in this space talking about tj (laughs) so let's vibe check him donnie it is what it sounds like tell us something that tj did that was out of pocket and tell us why you thought so um oh god so yeah you can take a second to think that's why i didn't make you go first stacy you're up first i'm gonna round us out at the end so stacy you can go anna donnie and then i'll round us out but basically this is just your time to vibe check the host we do this to jeff probst a lot um, because he is the most out of pocket host to ever exist. So Stacy, you're up. I mean, we've basically been talking about mine, which is just his love of the trivia and just, it's like a creepy laugh. Like it's just, I just don't feel comfortable still. Like he just, the, his like, it's a sinister, that's the word, a sinister laugh. And I'm like, look, these people, they're they're new to this. They don't they don't understand how this challenge stuff works. And here you are just like dropping them. I mean, Cinco seems so scared. Like he seems so scared. And TJ loves it. The more scared you are, the better. So that is my vibe check. Mine, I think, is also during the trivia challenge when it's not called trivia. It's called like testing your knowledge, but knowledge is a play on no ledge. And TJ's explaining it and he has to clarify like, haha, but I didn't come up with that. (laughs) And you're like, I don't know, man, I kind of think you did. And I kind of think your joke didn't land. And now you're just trying to like cover your tracks, but... No, that that feels like a TJ special. And I don't know this man, but I feel like I know this man. (laughs) I know Ledge this man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to build on what both of you said and add in the excitement he gets when they pick new partners, too. I just think that he... You said the challenge seemed like, like the specific challenge they did seemed like it was from 2005. I feel like he seems like he's from 2005. Like he would be perfect as an editor on Jackass in 2003. Mm-hmm. And watching him now, he just makes me feel like dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Um, I cannot explain it. I love him so much. 
I have this like very weird love in my heart for TJ Lavin. Like I, I can't explain it. I, I, for some reason, I do not find him annoying. I find him delightful. So if you, if he was your Uber driver, you would have a good time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We'd wait, we'd kiki. Wait, but like you guys think he's hot though, right? Yeah. Okay, good. No. Not really. Like a little bit. No, I don't see it. Here's the thing. He's looked better. He's getting kind of old now. And I I don't mean like 50 is old, but he's like, he's just like, he's out of his like prime BMX legend, TJ. Mm -hmm. But I still find him hot. Okay, I just want to make sure we were on the same page about that. Anna, (laughs) you and I are on the same page. Stacey and Donnie are looking at us like we have foreheads. And that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I will will own it. I don't feel bad Mm -hmm. about it. I've made worse choices, that's for sure. Yeah, same. Same. I I have no shame about being attracted to TJ Lavin. So I'm going to sort of just kind of wrap us up because I wrote down so many this episode. But I think, Donnie, you kind of mentioned it. When they get new partners... He's like very into the algorithm. And I'm like, it's just the producers, man. Why why are you pretending like it's this scientific situation? Like the producers are just messing around. My favorite thing right now is his also obsession with the algorithm. And Kylan, as he's trying to say why he's going to throw Shan and X in. um, And he's trying to throw Shan under the bus being like, well, no one trusts this person's partners. So we got to throw them in. We're going to send in Shan and X. But he talks about, he goes, the algorithm, TJ makes this already complicated game even more complicated. And TJ, in the middle of that, goes, it's perfect. When he mentions the algorithm, he goes, it's perfect. And I was like, TJ, are you good? Are you good? And Kylan's like, "Uh uh uh-huh, it is perfect. Uh Like, he doesn't know how to respond to TJ at all. So that's my vibe check for TJ. All right, let's quickly, let's talk about X and Shan's exit because I think that's actually going to affect this game going forward. So what do you think is going to sort of, how do we think that's going to affect where this game goes from here? RE Big Brother, RE Survivor, RE just anyone having success in this game? Where do you think Alyssa and Derek's game is going to go? Donnie, we're going to start with you. Yeah, I think that there will not be a Big Brother alliance anymore because I think Alyssa has shown that she cannot be trusted. Um, And I think the rest of the cookout will see like, oh, if X was a target, we clearly can be as well. And besides that, I think that the impact of putting Shan and X who were strong players in their games before putting them up up until this point everyone that has made it to the final challenge has said like i'm weak that's why we're here and we want to be paired with weak people and then the people that got to pick the partners said like yeah that's a good idea but now that we're putting two strong players up i think that puts strong players at risk for the rest of the game yeah i mean i agree with that you said Somebody said at the beginning um, about how I think it was Angela was like, I want all strong people in the final. And like that, I just don't buy that. Um, And I agree with you, Donnie. I think this is going to be kind of a shift in, oh, we can take out the strong people by doing this because it worked. Um, So I think that is more going to be the rift rather than like a show by show rift. Although certainly we could see that happen as well. I think that, um, I think this opens the door up for Tyson even more. Like I feel like as far as once you get to the final, now X who I think was very athletic and good at puzzles is not there. So I think Tyson was kind of the winner in all of this, but also I kind of could see like some of the less like some of the underdogs maybe being able to slide through like I think there's gonna be a love island person either Cash or or Shannon it like 
they might have a chance to at least make it to the final, I think. So I agree. I think there's, I also think Kayla from Amazing Race, I kind of think she's going to be in the final. She's getting quite a bit of airtime. And also she is playing the game well enough that she's like under the radar, but also people know she's good in a challenge. She's already won an elimination. Like I think she is going to potentially go further. And I think with getting out Xavier and Shan in the same episode, I think some of those, like you said, Stacey, some of those like smaller players, if you will, like who aren't necessarily threats could potentially go further. But my biggest thing is I do think it opened the door for Tyson. I really do. And potentially Angela as well, because they are low key an alliance that people are not really taking seriously because it's a big brother survivor Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And I think people are not realizing how close they actually are. And so I think by getting rid of Xavier, that's going to mess up Big Brother. But because Tyson has someone on the inside on big in the Big Brother group, it's just like it's setting itself up for Tyson to have a good time. I will also say I did creep a little bit ahead. And without like spoilers, the next episode has Tyson's name in the title. <laughs> so something's happening with Tyson next week. I don't know what it is. But the week um, Tiffany went home. Tiffany's name was that, the that's I'm a little nervous I'm a little nervous about it but I'm hoping that's not what it means but his <laughs> name is in his name is in the title so we'll see last but not least I'm actually just going to do honorable mention as our last so who is someone that either had an impact on these two episodes and you just want to like give them a shout out you don't think we talked about them enough or just someone you kind of have your eye on after these two episodes Stacey why don't you go first I think I'm actually going to give it to Justine because she did, I mean, she's now been in, is this her, yeah, her first elimination, but she also has won a challenge with Tyson. I think she has a decent amount of money. I can't remember, but I forgot about her when I mentioned the Love Island people. She might actually have a strong chance. So she's my honorable mention. Donnie? Um, I don't think Asa will win by any means, but I do. She is doing a lot more in this than she has on Big Brother. Um, I think that her confessional looks are top tier. She looks stunning. And she was making me laugh out loud during her confessionals this week as well. So let's give it a hand for Asa. <laughs> Huge shout out to Asa and her outfit. But then also what she was saying in that sunny outfit, I was like, honestly, this combo right here is out of control. Top tier. Anna, who's your honorable mention? Um, I'm going to go with Dom. Dom had that cute moment where he was like, why have I only been paired with Love Island people so far? (laughs) Um, And I just don't think we've seen him to his full potential. But also we saw him almost fuck up that challenge by not covering the waterhole and like literally by seconds finishing it out and staying safe. And we've seen him come so close to the win before in Survivor that like, I feel like I don't want to see him make the same mistake again of like just losing by something so small and he didn't. So, you know, maybe that's a sign. (laughs) Maybe it's a sign. I kind of already shouted out Kayla in my last comment. So I'm actually going to say Kira from Love Island, mainly because she's holding her own in a lot of the physical challenges. Her and Ben were seconds away from winning the Wheel of Fortune challenge, which is what I'm calling it because I don't remember its actual <clears throat> name, but they were seconds away from beating Kyland and was it Angela? And so I just feel like she is someone who she's also someone if they're getting paired up with her from Love Island, they're not upset. They're not like, oh God, I'm gonna have to yeah. drag her through this challenge. They're like, oh okay, good Kira, sick. So I'm interested to see if she has any like effect on this game further down the line. But I think her physicality in a lot of these challenges is quite impressive. Oh my gosh. Well, that's the episode. Hopefully it sounds good in post because wow, I went through way too much to get this to this point. Anyway, thanks so much for escaping reality with us. Big round of applause and thank you to Donnie for coming on. We're so happy to have you. Go listen to his podcast, 
I'm the cute one, correct? Yes, that's it. I'm the cute one. <laughs> they literally, didn't you just recently have an episode about EZA? We did. Mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. about a 10, a great film. Um, but yes, anyway, thanks so much for escaping reality with us. And thanks to everyone on this call for dealing with me and my troubles. Anyway, catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.